You're listening to the Beard and the Beauty Podcast. Coming at you with another podcast. We are super excited. Uh, we have our first guest ever on this podcast. So um, you want to in- introduce them? Absolutely. So this is an amazing couple that we were um, able to connect with um, originally through Alliance Den Live um, and the Lion's Den. And this is Lee and Elizabeth Fritzler. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. How's it going, guys? It's good. It's All good. Right. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about your guys' selves? Hmm. Where do you want to start? <laughs> you got to start from the beginning, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I should let Lee tell the beginning of the, our story because he always kind of tells it a little bit differently. It's um, pretty simple. I, I was working on a car at my house and she showed up with some friends and never left. Oh. <laughs> that was... 20 some years ago. Is that how, how it really went, Elizabeth? Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. So that's his story. He always likes to say, I just showed up at his house one day and I never left. So, yeah. um, but we started dating in high school. I was 16 sophomore in high school. He was a senior. Um, we had a lot of mutual friends and kind of true. We just started hanging out like our group, big group of friends and started dating and here we are 20 some years later. So 22. Yeah. So, uh, we're in Nebraska. Um, we're entrepreneurs. We got several different gigs going. Uh, we've got two daughters and Lee was born here. I wasn't born here, but we both grew up here in Alliance. Um, and yeah, we just continue to be here and just live in life, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that's awesome. That's that's very similar to how Jacqueline and I met. You know, we were friends in high school and um you know, we didn't technically date in high school, but uh right after Jacqueline graduated is when we started dating and uh we've been together 19 years, right? Mhm. Yeah, so well that's awesome. Um so I think I'm going to actually tell a story that I remember about you guys at Lions Den Live in 2020. Is that, does that sound mm-hmm. right? Yep. yep. In the height of COVID, we were the uh, freedom fighters that said, fuck all this bullshit. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that that's one of the, the things that we wanted to have you guys on because like us, we are entrepreneurs. We're doing life. Um, and I remember Elizabeth uh, at that um seminar, whatever you want to call it, you stood up and you told a story about being a successful business owner and how you had, you know, guilt, uh, for purchasing a truck, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, like it was yesterday. Yeah. It seems like it wasn't already 20, like three years ago. Um, it seems like it just happened, but we, uh, we're driving out to Salt Lake for Lions Den Live and we had kind of talk, been talking about getting a pickup and we had purchased a p- pickup from Salt Lake City previously. And so I was like, hey, let's, I'm just going to look up this dealership. They always had 
sweet trucks and whatever. And so we hopped on there and like on our drive to Salt Lake City, <laughs> we we bought this pickup. And um, I remember at Lions Den Live, like they had the whole panel of speakers that were up there and was really just ask anything. And Sean uh, at the event was kind of talking about, you know, letting go of those old stories and, um, you know, that it's okay to, to, to buy things for yourself sometimes, or, you know, I think it was a story about how he got his first pair of Jordans or something like that. I don't remember exactly where the, the frame of that story came in, but yeah, we had both just talked about, you know, we, we were purchasing this pickup and we had already had the conversation about we were going to come back and we were just going to park it in our shop at the house, not tell any of the guys um, at our shop that were working for us, you know, because we just kind of felt guilty or some shame around it, or we didn't want them, you know, giving that. It's like my, my most dreaded words are, oh, it must be nice. You know, like we didn't want that comment coming at us. And um, so, yeah, we were already talking about how we could hide this and how nobody in our little community could see that we, we made this purchase. And so, <laughs> yeah, just letting go of that guilt and shame around that. And, um, you know, just owning up to when you work hard, you get to do fun things, you get to buy fun things. So I got to be honest, like when we were there, I was like, man, I wish I could go buy a truck with cash, you know? Um, and ironically, I experienced almost the same thing that you did last year when I bought my F-250 brand new, first brand new car I've ever had. And literally like the, the first day I drove it into our business, we had an employee who, you know, came to us said, oh, I'm having financial problems. And I, I just felt like I felt that shame. I felt that guilt. But it's that story of like, yeah, the must be nice. Like that is such a wrong frame that people have. Like people think that, you know, when you're able to do things like that and, and, you know, you, cause you did, you guys purchased it like on the way there, like bought and paid for, right? Like that's, that's what you guys did. If I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we so, so being a successful entrepreneur, and people looking in from the outside saying it must be nice or they're so lucky, like it has nothing to do with luck. No. And that's, that's part of the reason, like we wanted you guys on this podcast because you guys are entrepreneurs. You guys are doing life together. You guys are working together very similarly to Jacqueline and I, and you guys are successful. Um, so could you guys maybe talk a little bit about like how you guys shatter that frame of the must be nice or must be luck? and how you guys, you know, operate and work so hard to provide for your family and also not only have one business, but three. Well, it definitely didn't happen overnight. I mean, there's right. obviously a lot of behind the scenes things that nobody ever sees or when you're there at midnight or working around the clock to keep things going. But I would say main thing is keeping your nose in the grindstone. Like you just got to yeah. stay focused and have a goal in mind. Is there, is there any like point in time or anything specific that you guys would think that would be beneficial for people to hear on like how it is to be successful running just a business? Like, well, sometimes it gets kind of lonely because you kind of put yourself in a different bracket of people, I guess you would say, you know, because yeah. 
the friends you had before are always must be nice to have your money but you yeah. know it's it's not always that way yeah yeah how about you jack do you have any questions yeah um tell us a little bit about kind of what made the decision for you guys to go and do business together was that always the case or did you come in later to the business um so our journey in being business owners actually began i think just like two years after we got married um i had decided to go out on my own i was a hairdresser um, a cosmetologist, and I had decided to go out on my own and open my own salon. And so at the age of 23, um, he would have been almost 25, I think, right when we were opening my salon. And um, so we had no freaking clue, right? We had no idea what we were doing. And my oldest brother, so I have, I have three other siblings, and my oldest brother is an accountant a CPA here in town. And so I remember going into his office and being like, I'm going to open a salon. And I, I'm sure he was sitting there like, oh my gosh, you have no idea what you're getting into, like owning your own business. And like, I was, I was completely clueless. And so just from that, like, just because that's what I wanted to do, I think I dove in not having a clue because if I would have ever had a clue about what it, what actually means to own your own business and all the responsibilities and all the behind the scenes stuff that people don't realize, I probably would have never done it, right? If I would have known all of that. And so um, when we went into business together, um, we had both of our girls at the time. Um, he had just started his own business and I had my salon and I was just like, I don't know, but something's got to change. Um, I had been fighting in my salon, trying to just um, have a business with nine women and keep everybody happy and just kind of like struggled the last two years of like, you know, like that was one of the first coaches that I ever hired in life was when I had my salon because I was like, I need some help here. And so we took my, it was a fully commissioned. Everyone was employed. Um, and we flipped it to a booth rental situation. And so everybody was booth renting. And I thought, okay, this is going to take away, you know, all of my problems. I'm not going to have to tell anybody what to do. Um, but I quickly found out not everybody values has the same values as me. And they don't, they don't really care about that person walking through the door or this person that needs in or, you know, and so it was still, I was like, okay, something's got to go. And so um, I decided to sell my salon um, at the end of, was it 2018? Yeah, 2018, I sold my salon. I had no idea what I was going to be doing. Um, that was when I joined Sean's Lion's Den. Um, he was going super strong in his business, like so much work all the time. Um, and Three months later, we were presented with the opportunity to move his business um, to town. He had started his shop just here at our house. Uh, we live out in the country. And so we had a nice, decent sized shop and he was quickly outgrowing that. And um, he just asked, you know, hey, do you think you'd want to step in and help me? Um, and so 
even though I had no idea why I needed to sell my salon, I just knew I it was time for something different. And then three months later, this opportunity was arising and then it all made sense, right? I knew that that was what I was supposed to be doing was stepping in to help him. So, um, so you got you a, it was a time for a change. Like, were you fearful of making that change or were you kind of just like, this needs to go now? Um, it was a little bit of both. I mean, um, I remember that, you know, three to four months between when I had sold my salon. And I mean, I remember having so much doubt. I was still sending my kids to daycare at that time because um, they were super little, not school age or not anything yet. Um, but I didn't want to lose my daycare um, because I didn't know what was coming in the future. And so if you lose your spot, you lose your spot, you know. So my kids were going to daycare. He's busting his butt, fixing cars and <laughs> doing all this. And I'm like, whoa what am I doing? Like, you were kind of lost. Like, I, what am I, supposed I to was do? so lost. I, I had no idea. I had no direction. I had no purpose. I just was like, I have no idea what I, what I just did and what I'm doing. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it was definitely, definitely the right choice. I knew I needed out of that environment. I needed to get away from the way that I had built my business. Um, just that, client after client after client, you know, lifestyle, just hustle, grind. I mean, working into late into the evenings and just cramming my schedule to meet everybody else's needs all the time. I knew I couldn't continue like that. So, yeah. um, so yeah. And then we moved his business to town and then I started to feel like I had some direction again and some purpose in just providing support to him. Um, of course, I I love like, you know, it was like, oh, I get to go junking to design the office and, you know, do all the things. And so, um, so that was kind of my first role. So uh, what is your guys' primary business, Lee? So we're a repair shop. I would, I would say automotive, but we, we work anything from Kia's to Kenworth's. We, hmm on pretty much everything and we have 24 hour towing nice. we can tow anything we're the largest tow company in the panhandle in nebraska wow that's wow. awesome so cool so um and then so elizabeth was there a time where you felt like you know you're helping lee you're very similar to me you know helping jacqueline on the back end you're helping lee like was there a time that you felt called to do something more yeah absolutely um I had several different roles when I first started at the shop, when we got into our new location, um, I was kind of playing the role of like a service writer, um, you know, dealing with all the customers, trying to help get them estimates and different things like that. And quickly found out, um, it was a little above my knowledge level. <laughs> Pay grade. Um, and so we, you know, we, we grew so fast um, that first year that we had moved location. We knew moving to town was going was gonna to bring us some new business, but we honestly, neither one of us had any idea about what, what was about to happen. And um, More than doubled the first year being in the new building. Yeah. Wow. And 
So it just like looking back, it was just like everything happened so quickly. And uh, we would just kind of every, every day it was like, okay, this isn't working. What do we have to do? And then it was like, okay, we need, we need this role filled. Let's hire somebody for this. Let's hire somebody for this. And, and eventually we just got to that point where we had like an amazing team built finally. Um, and it was about the time that my oldest was about ready to start uh, kindergarten. And I was like, we had switched roles to now, like, now I just handle um, all the finances. I just do accounts receivable, payable, um, get the payroll done, uh, and then just help out where wherever they need me um, in the shop or in the office. Um, but I'm not there for the day-to-day -day operations anymore. So I had a little bit of freedom in my schedule and um, it dawned on me. I was like, I, when I had my salon, I had a ton of clients who homeschooled their kids. Um, and I was like, always just so fascinated by it. And I just understood why people did it. And I just thought I would never have that opportunity because I'm an entrepreneur and I like to work and I just kind of never thought. And we had taken our, taken our oldest to like the, the kindergarten roundup thing where they tour the school and everything. And then it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, wait a second, I can do this now. Like I have the flexibility in my schedule that we can do this. And so I asked Lee, I was like, what do you think about homeschooling the kids? He's like, whatever you want to do, like, not me. he's like, whatever you want to do, you know, um, he was just like, yeah, I think we should do it. And now, um, now for me, like he understands why we do it. I mean, especially right after the last three years, I mean, every, you know, we, we started this before COVID before, you know, schools were trying to create homes before it was cool. Yeah. Before it was cool, you know, so before it was a fad. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, we, um, we planned we, on that long ago. Yeah. I love it personally, just for like that, not having those like fast paced, chaotic mornings. I don't function well there. Like I can't wake up and have like, come on, we're going to be late. We're going to be late. Like just that hustle in the mornings. Like that is not a great way for anybody to start their day. And, um, we like the flexibility of being business owners just because if we want to pick up on a Monday or Tuesday and go somewhere as a family, we can. And we don't have to worry about pulling the kids out of school or making up work or doing anything. Like, it's just the freedom and the lifestyle um, that we it's enjoy. You can't take off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we, we were kind of in the same boat. Like, we had always planned on homeschooling pre-COVID. Um, and I know, like, one of the things for me is, like, being able to have our kids see us be entrepreneurs and see us solve problems and see the headaches come through. And like our boys are in the office all the time helping us. And I mean, like our oldest, he loves reading supplements and inventorying and stuff like that. And it's like that stuff they would never get anywhere. Right. And, it, yeah. and it's like, it's massively beneficial. Like they, like, you know, entrepreneurs like us and you guys, like, our children are going to be the next future leaders of this country. And so like, I take that mantle on as, as like, yeah, that's really freaking important to, you know, try and raise these kids right. So that, you know, they are the leaders and they're not going to be, you know, sedated men when they grow up, you know? 
you have anything to add about the homeschool there? <laughs> I mean, I think it's also so important for building their confidence. You know, in school, they are almost shamed in a way because they're pulled out of a classroom if they're yeah. not a strong reader or if they're not strong with math. They don't know any different. They just, you know, for us know that, oh, I'm like doing these things and, you know, learning these things. And, you know, if a kid is not as strong in a subject, that's fine. And if they're stronger in a subject, you push them. Um, so it's really actually meeting them, which I love, where they are and where their strengths are. Right. So I don't know how you feel about that, Elizabeth. Yeah, I agree 100%. And like, our oldest daughter, um, you know, I think the first year that I started, my dad was a public school teacher. And oh. so I was like, his, his entire career. Yeah. His part oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, that's what he did. My dad retired as a public school teacher. So my entire childhood, um, he was a teacher and a coach um, at the high school. And so my entire childhood revolved around the school. And I, I grew up in the gym with my dad at, you know, riding on the bus trips to all of the games and watching my siblings play a, a, ahead of me. And I was the youngest of four. And so that was my life, you know? And so I was like really nervous to tell my dad that, Hey, I think I'm going to homeschool my kids because I just, um, I was worried that I was going to be like disrespectful to him or I was, you know, going to be like, you know, I don't think, the schools are good enough for my kids or whatever. And um, I remember the day that I finally had made the decision and I told my dad and he was like, you're making the absolute best decision ever. Like he was from day one, he has been like my biggest supporter. And so that's just been really cool because, um, you know, as a teacher, he also got to see how it started years ago until he retired and the changes that you know, happened just while he was there. Um, and so, yeah, just to know I had his support was super cool too. But going, coming back to the whole thing on the, the confidence, our girls are so confident that sometimes it like makes me laugh, but it's like, it's like, they embarrass me. Yeah. It's like, where do they get Good. this from? Because they're just like, so, I mean, they just don't care what they like. They never have, have that worry about what anybody else thinks of them. They just are so who they are. They're not they're socially like, awkward like everybody assumes because they're not at all. They have right. no strangers. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 So confidence, building confidence is a huge thing. And like our oldest, um, you know, she she had no interest in reading. Um, you know, and she was, I think, seven, eight, in just, I would say just this last year as a nine-year-old kind of started getting into it and she just turned 10 in August, but like all of a sudden she can really like start to read things and she's just starting to understand so much more, but like you give the girl a math lesson and she's going to get through it in like no time at all. So, you know, she might be a couple of grades behind or whatever, but I think the first year of homeschooling for me was like reprogramming myself. So dropping what all of this programming and conditioning that I had, like that it wasn't enough. I wasn't doing enough. My kids aren't doing enough. Is an hour of school a day enough for a five-year-old and a seven-year-old isn't, you know, and it's like, oh yeah, it is. It is. And like, 
So, and I have to even catch myself, you know, like we have, um, family that's close by like nieces and nephews that, um, go to public school and, and really we live in a small community. Like our schools here are actually pretty good, you know? Um, but, uh, they, it's hard for me. Sometimes I catch myself still in that comparison mode of like, you know, comparing them to how much my nieces and nephews. Right. They might not be able to read as good as the nieces and nephews, but either one of them can run your store without us. Right. Right. When you're an entrepreneurial family, I mean, they're learning other things than just schoolwork. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. It sounds like your girls are kind of like our boys where, you know, our oldest, he loves school. Like he loves sitting down and doing it. And our youngest, he's just different. Like he, his -hmm. attention span, obviously he's younger, but he's just like, he's not into it as much as the, the oldest kid. And, and if, you know, they were in a public school system, like he would probably struggle and they would, you know, maybe misdiagnose some of the ADHD and it's just like, it's not his thing. So when you homeschool, you're able to tailor that to each kid and work on their strengths and figure out where their weaknesses are that you can, you know, then give a little more attention to. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, like one of the things I love about it is like, you know, when we went on family vacation, you know, we, we went to uh, the zoo and, and we did a bunch of things and it's like, this counts as school. So right. living that, living that entrepreneur lifestyle, like you're able to, you know, count those things and it's not bullshit. Like it's actual, like, yeah, we're on vacation, but they're getting school right now because they're reading, you know, the names of the animals or whatever it is. <laughs> what yeah. I love too. And I have another mom that kind of said this to me when I was adjusting her, she's like, because we homeschool, we are always learning. We're always teaching. We're always, you know, diving into something. And it doesn't have to just be quote unquote book work. Like you're teaching your kids every day really important lessons. And you don't have to have a workbook for that to happen. So it's really, you know, it's like it is what you said. It's it's shifting that frame and that mindset um, because school should be happening all the time. We should be teaching our kids all the time. That's our job as parents, like in my mind. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I just feel like, you know, God chose us to be their parents Mm -hmm. and there's nobody else better than us that gets to raise them and educate them. And so there's nothing that we can do wrong that in the way that we choose to school them, like you can't take away a kid's innate ability to want to learn. Like, you can't like kids are sponges, like they yeah. are so curious. And like, as long as you foster that, and I think, you know, yes, of course, we're parents too. We're like, okay, that's enough, like enough questions. Like, give me a moment here, you know, but, um, you know, it is, it is pretty cool. Like you, you can't really mess it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. So you yeah, guys. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that was kind of my first um, avenue of like having another purpose or something of my own again um, started with that. Homeschool. Yeah, and it, it's, yeah. A, it's a great segue to, uh, I believe, your guys' second business, which is your, your clothing store, right? Right. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about that. We opened the clothing store almost two years ago. Um, 
and actually you guys must just not have enough to do then huh? I, guess. I know i know <laughs> it gets better this way i know i just really am a creative person and like i'm not a mechanic you know so yeah. like however oh, like my it. roles in his shop like i just don't i i was ready for something creative something of my own again and yeah. and really just something that I felt like our community could benefit from too. Um, and we are really good at like taking and remodeling. Like we love, he loves doing like construction work. He loves, you know, getting his hand. He's like one of these guys that he won't say this, but like literally you, if something's broke, he can fix it. If something, something needs remodeled, he can do it. If it's plumbing, electrical, woodworking, like, if it involves your hand, like working with your hands, he can pretty much do it. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. And yeah, we opened the store two years ago. We purchased a late 1800s building in our historic downtown area and did a big renovation. I think we hauled like six dump truck loads of um, stuff we tore out of there it's only 900 square feet too yeah it's oh just, my goodness yeah just under a thousand square feet um so we tore down all the paneling and the plaster and the you know the the drop down ceiling that was in there and we um gosh we just really stripped it back to the bones and exposed all the original brick and the tin ceiling and um wow yeah just really did a really, really cool, it turned out so amazing, uh, renovation on it. And, um, this was kind of enter Dr. Jacqueline <laughs> at that time. Um, because when we purchased, uh, this building, I was actually not in a very good place, honestly, like I had not been feeling well. Um, the so most like health days, yeah, health wise, like, most days I was having trouble even just like getting out of bed and like wondering how I was going to make it through the day. Um, lots of anxiety, just like physical pain in my body. Um, and I had been told um, by the regular doctor that everything was fine and it was just all in my head and I just needed some anxiety medicine. And so I was just doing what I did and powering through it every day. And, um, we purchased that building during that time. And I think it was a month or two later is when I actually um, got in contact with Dr. Jacqueline. Um, we purchased the building in March. So we were right in the midst of this renovation when I started working with Dr. Jacqueline. And um, I think that was in like May when I got my very first labs done a little over yep. two years ago. And um, Dr. Jacqueline said otherwise that I had a lot of things going on inside my body. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was that she got me to a place where I was able to finally open the doors of that little store. And, um, I'm so grateful for that store because it really, um, it's been a challenge. I'm not going to lie. Retail is super, super hard. Um, and, I've wanted to throw in the towel. I don't know how many times now and close up the doors because it's just been so slow. Um, and the timing of when we opened, you know, the economy was great. We were coming out of COVID. So everything was good. And we had about six months and then everything just kind of started spiraling down after that. Um, 
you know, the economy tanked, inflation, like the newness of the store for like all the locals here kind of started to wear off. Like there was multiple factors playing into it. Um, but it's still, it's still going, we're still holding on. And, um, I've kind of come to terms too, that no matter what happens, like it serves such an important role, um, in my life because it was like exactly what I needed. It was like just enough for me to like, just keep taking that next step, like day by day to kind of dig myself out of that, um, hole that I was in and not feeling well and um kind of just yeah gave me that little bit of spark again yeah we we only smile because we just hear that all the time that like you know hey everything's fine like that's that's how I mean more so Jacqueline like you know we have patients that come in and my doctor said everything's good my labs look good but we know something is fucking off you know and that's where that's why we smile when we hear you say that because, you know, it's just like, I mean, how many times a day do you hear that, you know? Too many. Yeah. Too many. Yeah. I mean, and then the really heartbreaking thing is like exactly what you talked about, Elizabeth, like how much it was affecting you in right. every area, you know, trying to get this business going, you know, trying to get up in the morning, take care of your girls, probably your relationship, you know, together was a struggle just with how you're feeling, um, is my guess, you know, it affects everything when your health isn't what it should be. Right. Yeah, it does. Um, and I think like it was actually probably looking back, I didn't realize how crappy I was feeling until I started to feel better. And I was like, Oh, that was bad. That was really freaking bad. And how was I even functioning? Like, I don't remember yeah. what my cortisol levels were, but I think they were like a six or a seven. I don't know. At like they nine o'clock were... in the morning, like I was already toasted toast for like, that was like, if I was going toast on, for breakfast, like, like yeah. I was already tanked at like nine o'clock in the morning yeah. and I, ha I hadn't even done anything. Yeah. You were in the toilet bowl first yeah. thing in the morning. Like, no wonder I felt so anxious. And it was hard because I, I kept trying to like power through in my mind about like, it's, it's just in your head, like get, you know, like you can, you can get through this. And it was like, there was not one, there wasn't anything that I was like, I wasn't worried about the future. I wasn't right. like stuck on something in the past, which is like typically where like your anxiety and depression is coming from is like, you're, you're worried about something that hasn't even happened yet, you know? And like, that wasn't the case, but it was literally like, and that's why I had gone to the doctor originally, because I'm like, I just don't feel good. And there's, there's a reason why I don't feel good. Like, I'm not just anxious to be anxious. Like, there's yeah. a reason. And so, yeah, we could do like a three day podcast on like the aha moments of like the last, you know, two and a half years since my journey began with Dr. Barron's and like, how it's filtered into um, my family, my community. Um, and it's continuing to, um, yeah, you gotta, you gotta tell everybody hello from us. Yes. Say hello yeah. to all of Alliance. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's a, that's a really good segue. Um, you know, when we talk about, you know, health and, you know, I know you guys are no stranger, uh, strangers to the idea of core four, right. You know, when it comes to taking care of your health, how does that translate into your business? Right. Like it's so massive and a lot of people are a lot of people don't believe that 
you know, well, I can still go to my job or I can still run my business and do it effectively and efficiently, but feel like shit. And, and, and the idea right. is that it's, it's just not the case. Like, right. you know, right. and, and, and so it, you know, the idea of core forward, it goes into, I, I mean, from my opinion, it trickles into everything. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like you may think you have a, um, a business problem, but you really have a health problem. Right. You know, so like, could you guys maybe like talk a little bit about that on, on, on your guys' thoughts on like core four and how it impacts your guys' businesses? Yeah. I mean, it definitely affects, you know, like if, if your health is not in a good place, um, your mental clarity is so you're not clear. You're not able to make decisions efficiently, effectively. Um, you know, we even had, uh, we, we've had our first dose of kind of employees leaving here in the last few months. And it was kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? You know? Um, and I honestly feel like now, um, kind of where we're shifting into is being able to help and, and teach and train and incorporate some of our knowledge with, you know, aligning your health and how important that is for not only us, but for our employees and making sure that they're also taking care of themselves away from the workplace too, so that they can show up, you know, and that we can stay connected and moving and growing and all the things. And, um, I can show up in their best self, right? Like in their best form, like, yeah, not just showing up. Yeah. And we've, we've offered a lot of things to our employees. At one time we did have, um, a chiropractor that she was like a traveling one, um, that used to live here and we paid for her to come to our shop every month and we would pay for all the employees, whoever wanted to get adjusted could get adjusted. And I so wish we could find somebody here again to do that for (laughs) us because honestly it was like, huh, secretively, you don't know this is going to make you operate better for us. And in turn, (laughs) it's going to benefit all of us, but um yeah it's just a huge you know lee was working last was it november november he had gone on a early morning tow <clears throat> had the whole it was like a sunday wasn't it yep it was a weekend it was he was on call that weekend and he went on a tow and um for whatever reason he didn't lace up his boots it was it was because it was 4 in the morning yeah it was like 4 yeah. in the morning when he got the tow call and he he just tucked his laces in his boots, went on his toe, unloaded the toe at the shop, hopped down out of the truck and stepped on a rock and broke mm. his foot. And so, um, that was, you know, it's not like health related, but in a sense, it still affected him, um, to be there at work. And I think that was kind of like the beginning of kind of some unraveling at the shop and just him not being in a good place because he wasn't able to like to keep his body moving every day and to keep, you know, so mentally it kind of took a toll on him for a couple months. Um, and then in turn kind of dribbled down into the businesses too, or the business, you know, eventually too. So it does have a huge impact core for, um, for us personally, our relationship, like we have to like schedule time for us because there is no time. I mean, if, if just because we work (laughs) together all day, like there's always people around us, we can't have like private conversations and then we come home and then we have the kids. And so it's like, 
you know, we have to, sometimes I have to be like, okay, we need to go. Like I need this much of your time because we have some things to discuss, you know? So, um, yeah, when we're, when our core four is on point, those are like usually the strongest moments. Yeah. Yeah. The strongest moments is when we're really solid in all of those. Um, and it is, it is, it's, it's not easy to do, you know, it's not easy to stay disciplined. You know, we've fallen off track. I don't know how many times, you know, um, and there's always improvement, right? There's always somewhere one of those legs we can improve on at pretty much any given time. So, yeah, and that, we, we experience the same thing as you guys. Like we know, like when we're on it, we're focused on core four, we're doing the daily disciplines to make sure that we're hitting those areas. It's like, Oh, look, our business grew. Like, Oh, mm-hmm. look, we collected more. Oh, look, we have more patients. Like, it it just it goes so hand in hand so i couldn't agree more yeah how about you jack yeah i think too just elizabeth you kind of use these words too like you're just you're just in flow and everything happens so much easier you know you, you have to be disciplined but it's like everything just goes like typically there's no hiccups there's not going to be a surprise in the day because you've already you know set out everything that's happening um, and in a way, it takes a lot less energy to do life that way. Right. Right. Yep. Well, awesome. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I forgot to ask you, Elizabeth, but um, you guys are still doing the online store as well? Or is that still a thing? Yeah, we are. We so are. So why don't you go ahead and throw that out so people can hear about it? Because it's, yeah. it's kind of like a little niche shop, right? Yeah. Um, kind of mostly women's clothing. Um but we have uh, in store. We don't offer online, but we sell like cigars. That was um, my touch. That was nice. I was kind of like, what would bring the guys in here, you know? Um, and so, yeah, mostly women's clothing. We have some really cool jewelry. Um, it's just my online. I feel like, oh, it's almost like I want people to come to the actual store because you right. don't really feel it until you're like there yeah. um, and how it's all laid out. So. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's called highway two threads. Um, highway two is actually the highway that we live on an alliance where the town that we're in is like the end of highway two, um, which highway two comes through like the sand hills of Nebraska. Um, so it's, it's a really cool drive. If you've never been out this way, it's, it's a pretty cool, um, little place to be, but, uh, yeah, we're online. Um, we don't have a ton of stuff. I mean, it's kind of like random stuff. It's like all the things that I love. And if I think it's cool, it's going to be in my store. So um, it's yeah. super cool stuff. It's yeah. like super unique. You, It's almost like you have like a stylist is how I look at it, you know, because <laughs> it's all styled together and it's really, really unique and fun things that all look great. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I would almost equate it's, it's not like stuff you're going to find at like Amazon or something, right? Like it's all. No, 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 yeah, yeah. no, yeah, super. Yeah, cool stuff. I always um, if you go if you check out our website, um, it's highway the number two threads dot com. And uh, if you check it out, there's a little you'll, you'll read a little bit of stuff on there, kind of get a feel for it. But 
I always say I fall somewhere, somewhere between like the hippies and the cowboys. Like, I don't yeah. know where I'm at, <laughs> but I like song. hang with all of them. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my favorite song. That's <laughs> awesome. So that's awesome. Um, and is it the same handle on Instagram for that shop? Yeah. That shop? Yep. Very cool. Cool. Very cool. Well, I know your most recent endeavor is the breath work. Are you up and running with that now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I I actually I'm doing just a handful of sessions right now. Um awesome. I just got back, well, it's been two weeks ago from San Diego. Um, I went out there for a week long for um some level two like advanced training, um, which was really incredible. And I still am trying to put words to the entire week and the journey that happened there. Um, super cool. But uh, this work has been kind of stemming off of this entire health journey that I would say I've been on like the last two and a half years. And again, the connection piece back to the lion's den, right? Sean Whalen's wife uh, hosted event last fall. Um, and I just knew I was like, oh, I want to go to this event. And so Lee decided to actually go out with me. We have a bunch of our vendors for his shop um, that are in Salt Lake City. And so he came out, I went to the women's event that day. He went to visit all the vendors and just kind of hang out. So plus it was a just little getaway for the two of us too. So that was kind of cool. I wasn't looking for breathwork. I didn't sign up for breathwork, um, but that's where I found myself that day with 30 other uh, women entrepreneurs. Um, and uh, I was blown away. Um, I, I, told, I think I told Lee when he picked me up that it, I don't know what happened, but I'm pretty sure I just healed my entire life in this breathwork session. Like, I don't know what happened, but I couldn't even <laughs> explain it, but I was just so excited about it and uh came home a couple couple days later the gal that had led us on that journey that day shared about this pause breath work and the samantha skelly and so i checked into it and um i had just been granted um or chosen nominated to be a part of it's a community catalyst program that they do here in the state of nebraska um and what it is it's for community leaders in rural areas. Um, and it, they basically give you a grant to be able to do something to better yourself, to help you remain as a leader or a catalyst within your community. And so I had received this $5,000 grant. Um, and so I had this money and then this breath work found me. Um, and so I was like, oh, Okay, so I I checked out the company, looked into you know who this was, what this was all about, and um, they were literally starting a facilitator program. Uh, it was a six month online course in five days. So it was kind of one of those things. I was like, okay, this was this is a yes. Like I'm just gonna follow this. And so it was more about the personal journey for me. I didn't need another thing to do. I didn't wasn't looking for another business to run. I didn't need another thing, another hat to wear. Um, but now that I've completed the training and I I can't not share this work. Like this is literally different than anything else I've ever done. Um, and I'm really just taking it kind of slow getting into the business because 
as I breathe and I connect back to myself and the truth about who I am, the more it's pushing me to build this different this business differently than any other way. Um, coming from a different place, the pacing of it so different and learning about myself, like just that slow pacing is where, where my body is meant to be and not that hustle grind, hustle grind, like, okay, we're going to get up and we're going to get this done and we're going to do all the things. And, um, so yeah, this is so different and it's coming from a different place. So, um, I'll be launching soon. Yeah, we're going to be launching. I'm going to be launching a coaching group alongside the breathwork. Um, just looking into getting that website done. Um, actually, um, should have that set up hopefully within the next couple of weeks and we'll be launching. I'll be launching that soon. So I just think that's so awesome. And just too that, you know, we all continue to grow and evolve and sometimes things find you. <laughs> right. And you just run with it. I've always said that's Paul. Like, I'm not gonna argue. Like when the dominoes start going, you just go. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yep. And every time that I've just like followed those little like instincts or nudges or even us together, that's when like I feel like um, like amazing things have happened that like you can't even you can't even make some of it up. Like it's like you couldn't even make that up if you tried. Like right. Right. you know, so so yeah, just continuing to follow that and um gosh, if if people haven't tried breath work, I just every single human being needs breath work in their life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we've definitely forgotten how to breathe as humans and right. Yeah, it's it's pretty powerful. Right. So that's super exciting. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Well, I think uh, we're pretty much close to wrapping this up. Is there anything else that you guys want to share? I don't think so. I think you said it all. I know. Yeah. I know. Lee, <laughs> you talk too much, my friend. I feel like I took up the whole show. Like, Lee's just like, here, I'll just sip my, he needs a refill. Like I said, he, he, he's there, he's the, uh, there for everyone to stare at. So, right. I'm a really good listener. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us guys. Um, we really appreciate both of you for, for sharing that, um, information with everybody. And, and we look forward to, uh, hearing about your 10th business the next time we do this. So <laughs> thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank but no, you but no, for real. Yeah. Hopefully we, we will have to get out to Alliance and, um, you know, definitely check out the shop. And so, um, again, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, um, they can find me on Instagram. Um, my personal is at E Fritzler. It's F R I T Z L E R. Um, at Highway, Highway spelled out the number two threads. And then we have at Red Beard Garage and Towing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Love awesome. it. So Love cool. it. We'll make sure we get all that info in the show notes. Yeah. So, um, but yeah. Awesome, guys. We're going to head off to date night. So thanks so much for joining us and we'll see yeah. everybody next time. Yeah. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. You yes. guys too.